Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Let's start firstly with uh, your amazing chaser momentum. Obviously uh, engaged this Saturday night um, in the Spring Cup final, box one. I mean, you know, I was just looking at his stats before. Two of one, 25 of 51 career starts with 15 minors. I mean, you just must pinch yourself. What a super dog he's been. Absolutely, yeah. We um, we certainly uh, don't take it for granted. It's... Um uh, we bred him as well, so oh, uh, did ya? Yep. yep, yep, yep. He's uh, he's lived every day uh, uh, on on my property, and uh, he's yeah, you know, he's one of the family basically. But um, he doesn't know how good he is. He just <laughs> he's a normal dog at home, so he's uh, yeah. We we love him, and you know we we've we've got a couple of dogs there that are a lot slower than him that we love as much as him, so it doesn't matter to us. Yep. Yep. Now, going off, um, obviously, his performance last week, like, you know, everyone knows he can roll off sort of the quick times. So he ran 29.67 last week. He's PB at the tracks 29.50. Are you happy with him out of box one this week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, he's a bad railer, but he can miss it from the red. I think it's time the lure because it's, maybe he's, it's a bit close, I'm not sure, but uh, yep. he's a bad railer and uh, definitely wouldn't, wouldn't swap the box draw. Definitely would not swap it. Yep. He's by Lightning Frank out of Belron Bonnie. Now, probably a lot of people um, don't know Lightning Frank, but can you just talk me behind the reasoning as to why he was selected the site? Obviously a great choice. <laughs> well, it was, it's, it's uh, Sharon Wells who actually bred the litter. Um, uh, she, it was a line, line breeding decision, so the lines go back three or four generations and they match up perfectly. Yep. With all the past champions. So that's why we used Lightning Frank, basically. Yeah, right. And did you use, like, um, like the Greyhound data test mating uh, side or something like that to sort of figure out those bloodlines? Yes. Yep, yep. For anybody out there, do you find that to be um, a very handy tool? Oh, look, absolutely. It's, um, it's certainly um, will help, especially uh, people people that are sort of novices or they get a, a nice handy bitch and... Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's certainly um, come on leaps and bounds and that helps a lot of people. What, like, you know, obviously there's there's obviously a lot to it, but what are some of the key things, like you just said, where, you know, you guys were matching up sort of um, their past champions in their bloodlines. What are some of the key things that people should be looking for if they are test mating their, um, their bitch with a sire? Well, well it, it's, it's, it's probably, um, it's probably... Uh, a personal decision as well. I mean, a lot of people fall in love with uh, a great dog. Uh, you know, say, say a Tommy Shelby or a, um, you know, something like a uh, Fernando Bale. They watch the dog race and they, oh, we want for, we want that puppies for our for our bitch. As long as the lines aren't too close, go for it. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've had some very good litters that were, you know, just personal choice, but uh, certainly. Certainly, uh, I, I do like the grand, uh, the great grandmothers and the great grandfathers to cross. 
and even the grandmother, the cross with the great grandfather and stuff like that. Um, it gets quite complex with the DNA, but um, yep, <laughs> everything's very well bred these days. Yep, yep. You can't you right. can't really go wrong. Um, I mean, you've, you've you've got to have a lot of luck, and and even if you go to the perfect lines, the perfect this, the perfect that, you can still get dogs that are very average. Yep. So you've got to have a fair bit of luck, I reckon. And most people that will listen to this will probably say that. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Now, another dog you've got um, out of Belron Bonnie, who's by Ashton DB for Sharon, is a uh, global trader. And, you know, again, um, he's going along really nicely. Won, um, won a few days ago and, you know, has put a nice little record together. Um, he's obviously only been racing over the shorts. But, again, you know, it, it doesn't matter sort of, um, you know, there's no um, – uh, difference, differential in prize money for what uh, distance they're running over. So you must be pleased with how he's going. Oh, he's an iron dog. He's the absolute champion chaser, that dog. He, he's had a lot of injuries and uh, just the uh, the Aston DBs are very – I really like them and um, I'm not sure how he's going at start at the moment. I heard the last time that he wasn't able to produce uh, – I'm not sure, but – He's been a sensational start. They really, really chase. And, yeah, Arnie, his name is, his channel name. And uh, <laughs> after Arnie, Arnie Schwartz and Arnie, he, he just chased me. I'll be back. That's he awesome. Chases and he chases yeah, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't shirk the issue. And uh, you could put him, if, if physicality said he could have 100 starts, he would chase his guts out for those 100 starts. That's, yep. that's the key with him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Now, who else in your kennel? Like, obviously, you know, you've got a lot of good dogs, and other than the two we've just spoke about, is there any others in particular that um, you're pretty pleased with how they're going at the moment? Oh, look, um, I've sort of a small kennel, a dozen or so dogs, but I've, yeah, Fabian's Gold went best of the night the other night. I mean, it was only one 600 metre race, so it probably sounds silly, but it wasn't. It was a very good time for the uh, 647 at Mandra. Fabian's gold. Um, I, I, I mean, redhead rider. He's going pretty well. He's won at Wentworth Park. Yeah, uh, right. I, I got him. Yeah, redhead rider. He, he's going to be a really, really handy doggy. He, he's uh, had had a few little issues, but um, he's going okay. But a uh, couple of young pups coming through. They're not named yet, but they're going okay. So yep. No, no momentum's uh, on the horizon, which <laughs> as people. People would expect uh, you. You get one of those. You're very, very happy, and you just uh, accept uh, what what happens uh, as a result of having a dog like that. But you know, we, we always try and uh, get another one. Obviously, yep, definitely. With momentum, have you got sort of any like longer term plans with him? Like, will he obviously move through into um, you know towards a Perth Cup uh, campaign next year? I'm going to Adelaide with him in two weeks for the right. Adelaide Cup. Yep. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. So uh, that's the plan, uh, see yep. how he pulls up Saturday night. Yep. Um, hopefully he goes around safe and uh, that's the plan. Yep. Uh, oh, there's some match, match racing in South Australia to get through to the Adelaide Cup. Uh, so you, there's a, the, the best of the South Australians, there's the best of it's four match races and the, the winner who runs the fastest time gets a straight entry into the Adelaide Cup. So it's a great incentive from South Australia. Greyhound yeah. Racing, I think it's a great idea. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's sort of just, you know, I know there obviously can be interference even two dogs down, but just, you know, it seems to make it a little bit easier and you know your dog's going to get a fairly clean run. Well, I would never put a dog, especially a dog like Momentum, around without trialling at first. But in a two-dog match race, you can sort of uh, feel it's almost like a solo trial. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's a very good idea from... Um, I've got a couple of dogs at home that I've, I've said to people, this dog could find trouble in a solo trial. So, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We've all had we one hope like he, that. We, we hope he goes, yeah, well, <laughs> he, they can move off on the first bend because yeah. of a different, uh, if you can imagine a cyclist on a velodrome, <laughs> uh, different angles and everything like that, you know, they, they can move off. They're doing 70k an hour, so it's, yep. you know, uh, hopefully he goes around well and um, makes makes it through. Yep. Has there been a particular win of his um, that's been your favourite so far? <clears throat> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, you've only got 25 to pick from. I'll tell you, it's, uh, um, I've got to be careful here because it's like um, when, um, when someone asks me my favourite day of my life and my wife's looking at me, it's <laughs> You know, if you don't say your wedding day, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, on, on our wedding day, it was forty-five degrees, oh, and uh, I had a triple. I'm six foot four and got one hundred and twenty kilo, and, and I had a triple-breasted suit on. So yeah, <laughs> I look like uh, yeah, I look like a melting uh, five hundred gram butter up at the altar. But uh, I always. <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. And, <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounds great. And, and a priest, and a priest who was um, heavily intoxicated, called my wife Helen, and her name's Heather. Uh, oh, so hang it was on. a good day. It was a pretty good day. But I'm, you know, potentially, I'm. If, if there was legal proceedings, I'm actually married to Helen. So I'm not sure <laughs> if Helen's listening. Hang on, let's just go back to that for a second. How is a priest okay. intoxicated on a wedding day? Well, I'm not sure, but I can. <laughs> I've certainly, I've certainly uh, uh, smelt uh, bourbon or whiskey on someone's breath before, and uh, as I said, it was forty-five. I was sweating water, and uh, all I could smell—it smelt, it sort of set the air. Smelled like a bottle of Jim, Jim Beam, um, and and he, yeah, he said, "Do you, do you? My name's Cosy, and Cosimo yep. is my full name. Yep. Do you take Alan to be your?" <laughs> Uh, why? But I was sweating that bad. I didn't hear him. It, was, it wasn't until everyone came up to us the next day and told us, and my missus Heather knew, but I didn't even. I, I was that nervous, you know. But uh, at the, um, we watched the video where they, a couple of weeks later. It was I said, oh well, we uh, we're not we're not legally married, love. <laughs> the, the, the marriage certificate said Heather, so I, I don't think I can get out of that one. It, uh, it sounds like the priest might have been a bit more nervous than you if he was chucking back the old uh, Jim Beams. Well, actually, after the wedding, uh, he said, come back. Uh, there was a Catholic wedding at the time. Uh, we were both Catholic, and uh, and now we're uh, sort of just, uh, we don't practice anything anymore, but uh, that's just something for people to, to think about. But uh, <laughs> religion, race, I, I have no issues with anybody. I I live and let live it, as as most people do. And we went back to the um, uh, his uh, I don't know his unit behind the church, 
and he said, uh, congratulations, we'll have a drink. And, uh, you know, he poured me a nip of uh, something. I'm not sure if it was scotch or whatever it was. And he poured himself a nip, and uh, <laughs> his, nip was, his nip was about 700 mils. So <laughs> that's how we... <laughs> Yeah. And what right. did um what did uh Helen, aka Heather, get? <laughs> well, she just said to me after that, she goes, Well, if you take a vow of celibacy, I suppose you gotta drink you gotta <laughs> you gotta uh, probably yeah, down a seven hundred mil uh, scotch every morning, I suppose. Oh dear. Oh uh, well yeah. yeah, well honestly I don't th- you know, I don't think any race of momentums could top that. That just sounds so memorable. <laughs> well, Actually, it's good. it gets worse. Um, being, <laughs> yep, our limo driver, uh, the limo air conditioner broke down, and uh, there's a road in Perth called Fremantle Road. It's in in a city of a suburb called Goswells, and he, he we were having our photos in Fremantle, and this driver thought, oh, well, Fremantle Road must lead to Fremantle. It didn't. It's only about a <laughs> kilometre or two two kilometre long road, and. Um, <laughs> We had no air conditioning on my triple breasted suit oh again, like God. a melting butter in the beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, we didn't get to our photos because this guy was driving us around a suburb 40 kilometres away. Oh, my God. That is an absolute true story, yeah. Oh. We, we actually sued the uh, company, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. So so we had photos. Um, we were supposed to have an hour and a half of photos. We got there. I think we had seven minutes to get the reception. Oh. And... Uh, so we're all smiling on this little beach in Fremantle and uh, uh, pretty much I wanted to strangle the bloke. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I suppose it, it's what makes people different and what's memories are. Um, if we had a perfect day and everything went perfect, I suppose you wouldn't have those memories. We're, we're still together. It was in 1995, so yep, I suppose it's yep. okay. <laughs> That's right. You're still going strong. <laughs> four kids. Four, four kids later. Yep, yeah. Yep. Oh, look. It, it's a story for the kids and the grandkids, isn't it? Oh, look. It is. I mean, it could have been a story for um, Gannyvale Prison if I had my way, because <laughs> I was. <laughs> I wasn't happy. Well, um, I'm glad you kept yourself under control because you probably wouldn't be training dogs, um, and no, we wouldn't no, be having no, this no, conversation. No, so, right. speaking of training dogs, when di- where did it all start for you in greyhound racing and when did you start training dogs? Well, I, uh, I was a budding young real estate agent that uh, listed a business in uh, Southern River, in Gosnells again, and uh, we, uh, I said to my parents, I said, look, I can't borrow the money, I'm only 18. I said, uh, I'm actually the youngest real estate agent in Australian history. I got really? my license. Yeah, seventeen and two months of age. I got my real estate license. Wow! I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to sign contracts, but I was allowed to list houses and get my boss to sign everything. But yeah, that's a funny story. That's but anyway, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we went um, we went down uh, the road of oh, this guy wants to list his business, and um, I sort of valued it a certain amount and. I thought it was about a hundred k under value, so I said to my parents, "We could buy this. I'll run it." So we bought a business. Uh, it was a supermarket and uh, fruit and veg and all that sort of stuff. Your local IGA, pretty much. Yep. And uh, what happened was, we had a, a, an old fella. Well, he wasn't that old. He's probably about fifty then. Uh, Joe Panetta came in and he said, "Oh, do you mind saving me all your 
half rotten vegetables, cut the rotten bit off, and I'll, I'll buy them off you every week, or you make me up a box. I said, yeah, no worries. It went on for about two or three months. I made him up a big box of veggies. I never charged him. I always just said, yeah, take them. And uh, thought, you know, some old blaze cooking up an old soup, a soup or something. And one day I asked him, he said, I'd I, I give it to me greyhounds. So that, I said, oh, okay. He said, I'll come out one day and have a look. So I went out to his place about 1992, I think it was, and showed me the greyhound. I fell in love straight away because I always had uh, German shepherds and blue healers and stuff. As a growing up, we always had a pet. Pet dogs, because we always yep. lived on property. Yep. I was in love with dog. Every photo you'll see of me as a junior with a dog. And um, <laughs> so I uh, went from there, and I bought a dog about probably 12 months later and went from there. Yeah, wow. So how did you learn sort of to train? Is there any particular mentors that you sort of hung around and asked questions? Oh, look, it, it, absolutely. I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe was... Uh, Certainly open to, to, we used to check the dogs and uh, do all the muscle work and stuff like that. And yep. I used to watch and learn, obviously, and yep. I used to help him handle the dogs with his son, Vince. But uh, then I, I did a fair bit with, uh, I used to, uh, with a guy called Paul Kelsis, who's I'm still with now. He's Jaron Wells' partner. He, he taught me a lot of stuff. Yep. I learned a lot of uh, Terry Aaronshaw as well. He's Terry's a good mate of mine. He's, he's a great dog man. And, yeah, basically from there, you, you sort of uh, learn your own ways. Obviously, uh, I do everything my own way, so uh, it seems to work. Yep. What are some of the key things in your time since you started training that um, that you've learned or, you know, sort of just developed that's really stuck with you that's obviously helped you be successful like you are? Well, there's a, if, if, if you want to simplify it, I've been a... Uh, a level two football coach for 20 years as well at AFL. Not uh, football will probably offend the soccer listeners, but it's <laughs> a- AFL, I should say. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, no, no offense. And um, yeah, I, um, it's, it's very, very simple. With the same as my coaching philosophy, as every player is different, every dog is different. And um, health and fitness, that's, that's a simple thing. Unfortunately, health and fitness has about 500 uh, branches off it. So, you know, whether whether a dog needs an extra run up the straight to get a little bit fitter or whether it's a bit sore, you need to leave it fresh. Or it's, it, is, it is a uh, complex uh, game. Um, and, you know, all I can say to people is fit and healthy is, is and treat every dog differently. If you've got a dog that can run 300 metres, yep. train it accordingly. If you get a dog, like a dog around 700 metres, train it accordingly. I mean, there's no, there's no rules, but I certainly work my staying dogs a lot more than I work my 300 metre dogs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, right. yeah, it's pretty simple. Yep. Yep. Is, um, is there any, like, obviously, I, you know, I asked you about momentum and your favourite race win of his, but has there been a particular moment, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a win, it can just be something that's happened, you know, throughout your career that's, you know, you would consider one of your best moments, obviously outside of your wedding day, which is your number one moment, so I'll say your number two moment. <laughs> oh, absolutely, oh, jeez, yeah, did, did, I, did I mention that was my favourite day? Um, oh, um, oh, I'll tell you, uh, so, so, Probably my first winner as a trainer, I'd say. Yeah, nice. When was Amy, that? Amy, Amy's image um, 
particular race that you'd love to win one day? Dogs, 
your big chance to succeed because they know. Yeah. The dogs know, and and it's not it's not a business. It's 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 a pleasure, and it's you gotta love dogs. Yep. And, you know, like I've spoken obviously to every trainer about this and some, um, you know, I, some people go, oh, look, it's great. You know, you get to go to the track and race and go home. I said, listen, go and talk to any trainer. It's a 24-7, 365-day-a-year job, which obviously you can attest to. Well, that's another thing. As I said, it's a relationship. So you can't say to your wife, oh, it's a public holiday. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> We're not going to we're not going to we're not going to eat. We're going to have a holiday. It's a, you know, it's it's the same thing. It's a it's Christmas day. Everyone says it's actually good because you get out of a lot of stuff with the outlaws. So or the inlaws, dog. But this this chat's going to get you in trouble, I think. Well, yeah, if you uh, yeah, it's good in that way. No, no, look, you're one hundred percent right. You're one hundred percent right. It, it does not end. You know. You're 24-7 and you'll hear a puppy in the middle of the night that's got its foot stuck or you'll, you'll, you'll you know, there'll, there'll be a, a tree or there'll be suddenly a gate's broken. You, you never you never stop, but I would never complain about training dogs because I've, I've worked a lot of my life. I've run businesses. Yep. I've had um, several businesses and I would never complain about training dogs because it's a pleasure. Yep. yep. Oh, it is hard work. It is hard work. Yep. Yep. Not perfect. Well, that's all the questions I had. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, no, not at all. I Just think, uh, I thanks, think for, thanks for the opportunity. And, uh, that's all right. I appreciate Hopefully, um, if anybody needs uh, any advice or anything apart from that, I'm, I'm happy for you to let, let them know my number. But there's a lot better people they can speak to than me. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. Uh, look, I'm sure you'll get calls now for for maybe wedding day advice, and people might want to um might want to get that priest stuff for their wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? It was entertaining. <laughs> you might get a few inquiries about that. <laughs> You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. Thank you.